In honor of the 50th anniversary of the Abbey Road album, Ali and I have agreed to only speak with a Liverpool lead accent. Is that agreeable to you, Ari? Yeah? Can you do that? I suppose. <laughs> um, is this a nice Liverpool accent? Not very, i got to say. Okay, because I'm, a little, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed there. Well, I was in a band called the Rolling Stones, and we're in a band that's better than the You Beatles. don't sound much like a Rolling Stone, my friend. Well, you know, we we're actually an American creation that pretends to be from England. Oh, God, so he's going off. He's derailing again. No, oh, I'm not. Oh, this is a thing I have with Harry. He doesn't know when to just stay on target. Lynn Manuel Miranda <laughs> oh my God. did a version now he's gonna speak of about Hamilton. Tuesday oh in my Hamilton. God. Didn't he? This, it doesn't end with this man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, it's really fun. So <laughs> we're going to get is a lot really of comments the, about that. Is it really the it yeah. 1969? Was it September 1969? It was in the I fall remember. of 69. Um, but I don't know if this is the exact date. Because okay. that was such a good album. I theorized that it absolutely killed the Beatles. I mean, after, I mean, think about this. You know, After you release a piece of music like that, where do you go with your career? Yeah, no, it's actually, you're putting the cart before the horse because uh, I should say you're putting the cart before the horse. Anyway. <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> Thank you. No, listen, I was a Beatles freak as a kid, and I loved their accent. And uh, anyway, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I loved the Yellow Submarine. And then I heard that, that that movie, The Yellow Submarine, I heard that those are not the real Beatles, and there are people faking uh, their accents, and then of course the Beatles showed up at the very end of the movie when they realized it was going to be a fun movie, and actually you see them in in, in real life. Uh, but I thought, wow, if they could imitate the Beatles, maybe I can. And so uh, I I kind of started doing that when I was I don't know ten or so. Had a lot of fun with it. The point is, uh, the just to the cart before the horse issue, uh, the Beatles did that Abbey Road album knowing that it was going to be their last album. Because uh, after the White Album, the album that immediately, uh, sorry, the, the Let It Be album, uh, was, which actually was, it came out before Abbey Road. It was recorded before. And there was so much friction among the Beatles at the time uh, that they knew that this was going to fall apart. And George Martin encouraged the Beatles to do one more album. Let's just get it rid together. Let's unify. Let's make it right. And, and thus, Abbey Road was born. It was in a they just said, let's, let's throw our all into it to make this the very best album. So they, they kind of knew that it was the last album. You can even hear it uh, in the song, The End, which is the last song on uh, the album. You have a, a sense that this is really it. And they really did put their, put their all into it. It's a beautiful album. The Let It Be album was released after, but only because they had shelved the Let It Be album because they did not consider it a very good album. Um, you know, notwithstanding some great songs like Long and Winding Road, Let It Be, of course, uh, and um, Get Back. Those are great, great songs. I think the Let It Be album is a great album, but that's another story altogether. Uh, Abbey Road is a beautiful, beautiful album. So rich, so thoughtful. Um, I still listen to the incredible drumming from Come Together, the, uh, as well as uh, A Day in the Life, and the structure of that song, um, it's pure genius, that, that album. So, and people don't even realize, by the way, Come Together is the first rap song. Listen to that song again, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Here, come on, tick tock, he come, grooving on slowly, right? It's, it's a rap beat. Anyway, it's very interesting. 
All right, so we're not talking about uh, Abbey Road, but believe me, the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road is a far more important consequence than the concern that you might have about global warming. <laughs> it's, it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's like all those, those movies that never pan out. Like there's a meteor that's going to destroy the earth, right? And we only have six months to, uh, to somehow beat it back or something like that. Or there's going to be some sort of nuclear winter. You know, global warming is, is this fantasy on the left. And, of course, we know that the real reason for it is, is simply to uh, give a pretext to assert global domination of their socialist structure and to defeat this evil called capitalism. So, look, this, this girl, 16 years old, her name is Greta Thunberg, Thunberg. Anyway, she goes on and she reads a prepared speech, and she's very emotional about it, don't you know? And she uses phrases like, how dare you? How dare you? Right? And then when you bring up the topic that she's a 16-year-old girl uh, and she's, you know, like emotionally uh, charged with this stuff, then they say, how dare you bring up that she's a a 16-year-old girl and she has uh, Asperger's, which I never brought up, right? They brought it up. Asperger's. (laughs) Obsessive compulsive disorder and autism all in one. Right. I mean, look. That might have been, I mean, I'm jumping ahead here, that may have been brought on because her parents indoctrinated her with global warming disasterism since she was seven years old. Oh, I like that. Global warming disasterism. (laughs) That's a great way of putting it. It's a a psychological phenomenon. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I I do hold those parents and presumably her teachers to account. Uh, for really, it's child abuse. Would yeah. you would you ever let? Okay, you, you can choose other things. I'm gonna give, give me three, and then you can chime in with your own. Would you tell your children, let's say nine years old, ten years old, of the the reality of how there are child predators in the street, and that they want to you know do terrible things to your body? Would you scare your child like that and, and tell them, hey, there's, there's a whole bunch of child predators everywhere? The answer is no. It would be their, their young minds are not ready to process it and put it in perspective in the way that an adult mind can't, correct? So same sort of thing. You, would you tell your child that there's this group called ISIS, especially during the height of ISIS, that routinely uh, puts, you know, throws acid on women's faces, beheads people, and uh, sells them for sexual slavery, right? Let alone let, let alone uh, let them know what sex is all about in the first place. Would you do that? Well, of, of uh, co- the answer is no. The answer is of course right. not. I'd like to bring up even stalker example. That I think is even better. There's a particular photo that was circulating during the height of ISIS, where they macheted off the limbs of a four-year-old boy who's sitting looking at the camera in agonizing pain with just a puzzled expression on his face. I remember we talked right? about that. It so was so, imagine it's so crazy. showing that to your four-year, seven-year-old. Yeah, exactly. No, of course not. It would be child abuse. It, yeah, there's a reason why we don't do these things. Uh, th- then I'll, I'll, a third one, and then you're welcome to chime, chime in, Ari. Um, would you tell your children about, you know, at the age of seven and eight, that there's this thing called abortion, and that women, you know, they get pregnant. You see these women who are, you know, they, they know what pregnant means. That baby's coming out of that, that woman, right? We say it's out of their belly, out of their, their tummy. Um, we don't go into the details. But uh, there are women, apparently, that want to kill that little baby. Yes, that's right. You know, and it's hap- you know, and we told them day in and day out, there are millions of these babies that these women are killing. 
and there's a place called Planned Parenthood and other such places that that welcome the killing of these babies. If we told that to our children at uh, six, seven, and eight years old, we I, I think that's child abuse. So okay? I shouldn't have done that? <laughs> you should not have done that. Because I didn't show them the pictures, but I did explain to them but, that there are Democrats that kill babies. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But when it comes to telling children that you're all going to die, right, and through this thing called global warming, we're all going to be drowning in 10 years' time, no less, that's cool. That's totally fine. That is not child abuse whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we call this this podcast uh, Global Warming and Child Abuse. Because it is child abuse. It's just plain and simple. I mean, how, how could you terrify your child and say that all these bad men and women out there, let's, let's face it, they, they think it's bad men, that they are so irresponsible that they want to mortgage your future and, and steal it from you, you see, so that they can enjoy their, you know, luxury cars and their private jets and their, you know, whatever, all the electricity. Uh, and, and that's why they had this, this young child who's really a puppet uh, saying, no, yeah, yeah, really, you know, using these phrases, how dare you, how dare you, I should be in school. I'm thinking, go, yeah, go back to yeah, school. Yeah, you should be in school. And because I shouldn't be, a, I should be in school. But you made me. It's wrong for your economic growth and your limitless speculation. Yeah. I mean, it's straight out Stalin. It's, it is. Okay, so these these are the things. So this girl has really kind of created a, a whirlwind, and and you know, to her, to the Democrats' credit, no, her marketers create a whirlwind. The, to the Democrats' credit, they you know they they succeeded in making this a big discussion and she's now the poster child she's the new messiah you know good for them they they found themselves a new messiah the problem for them is that it it is it does look like child abuse at the end of the day and uh, you know either she's a messiah or and she's well spoken and she's so articulate no you look you can you can have a little child like in all these uh, commercials and movies for that matter at at five years old, say something very esoteric, like in those uh, Allstate, uh, you know, insurance commercials, right, where you have a little child speaking with a deep man's voice, uh, and it sounds so articulate and so funny. Uh, but you can do the same thing with a 16-year-old girl. She's reading from a script, and I, I don't care. If she did it herself, fine. It doesn't matter. It's just talking points. That's very easy to do. Don't, 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 don't think that you're impressing us because a 16-year-old girl is saying the phrase, you know, how dare you, and that it's settled science because you say it's settled science over and over again. It's, it's, it's all about the feelings at the end of the day, and it's all about controlling our entire economy. Look, I did a, a Facebook posting about this uh, just last night. It blew up. It seemed to me that it blew up the Internet because uh, I had this basic thing. Listen, I will join the global warming hysterical movement uh, if... You can answer solidly the following eight questions. And it's really very straightforward. And, and, I, and I posed it and I said, you have to answer the, these questions. If you cannot answer them all in the same direction, meaning that men, men is responsible and there's damage and so on like that, then, we, then there's no point for us to be all hysterical about this. So the obvious first one is, how much will we be inundated with water? Is it going to be one inch? Is it going to be 25 inches? No one gives a straight answer on that, right? No one. Um, so it, it's, you can't just say it's just going to be so bad. That's not a serious answer. Question number two. When 
will all this happen? Next Thursday? Or a Thursday 100 years from now? No one has given me a straight answer on that either. I, I, I seriously don't know. Is it, I mean, Ocasio-Cortez says 12 years, or now it's, uh, I guess, 11 Seven. years. Seven, okay. They, they, Sotheby's is running an auction on it, so <laughs> okay. now the bid is at seven. Right, right. So, and then she said she was just kidding, but is she just kidding? I mean, like according to this girl, um, uh, Greta, whatever her name is, uh, it's only a question of a couple of years. I mean, no, according to Thunberg, she upped the uh, the bid to next Tuesday. Okay, but okay, so and it begs the question. Okay, well, if that's the case and it's irreversible, I mean, that's not even a question. Is it is it irreversible? Have we reached a point of no return? Uh, so why even have, you know, uh, why have any career? Why, why plan a trip to anywhere? Why, why have kids? Why have a family? Why have a relationship? Why work? Why work? Exactly right. You, you know, think of it like going to war, right? And they, they do equate it to going to war. If there were a existential war right now uh, and America was threatened, we, you know, you and I wouldn't be doing our regular day jobs. We would, we would do what we could to save the country. We would find ourselves... You know, offering, volunteering our services, uh, whether to fight in combat or otherwise, we would join the uh, huge American effort to resist the bad guys, whoever those bad guys might be. Uh, so likewise, if you believe in this crap and you think it's going to be 10 years from now, well, then why are you going to Hawaii enjoying a vacation? Isn't, isn't this a far more serious threat? For that matter, why, why are you driving a car? Why are you, why are you eating meat you know, if you believe that crap? that there's an association with meat. And yes. I say that as a vegan, by the way. Right. Someone went up. One of the funniest things that happened is shortly after Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to call her my words, not theirs. Snooky Cortez <laughs> took office last earlier this year. She and her campaign manager were ambush interviewed in a restaurant eating hamburgers. Oh, that's so after funny. After she unrolled out the Green New Deal. And boy, did she get angry. That someone would dare ask her, oh, why are you eating that? Yeah, exactly. You know, like the same way, you know, uh, Leo DiCaprio, who's acting, is brilliant, but is, you know, in real life, not so, is asked, so why are you taking that private jet? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the why same thing as a private that jet. yacht? Can't you take a, okay. you know? So let's move on to, to question number three. Uh, what percentage is man's fault? This is, an, this is an obvious one. Yeah, it could all be our fault. Yeah. So if, 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 you know, if there's global high? warming is happening and it's only, you know, uh, you know, only 1% is man's involvement, then with all due respect, you know, it's, and it's a natural cycle or whatever, and we're just contributing, you know, 0.1% of the whatever that temperature increase is, then uh, let's, let's all go home. Okay, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. A nice corollary of that is, and how much, uh, if, if it is man's fault, if it were, right. stipulating here, not that right. it's real, is how much is it China? Well, and I'm getting to that. That's the next question. Fault, you know? Okay, so that's, that's, the, that's one of the next questions, not the very next question. All right, the next question, number four, is can we do anything about it? Oh, I guess it is the China thing. Uh, and if so, what is the best way? Also, further, if so, don't we need to get China and India and the rest of the developing world on board? Otherwise, it's like expecting to keep the air all nicely air-conditioned in an apartment by keeping your window closed, but everyone else gets to keep their windows open, okay? It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. So, I, you know, you can talk all you want about global warming, but unless you get China on board and India and, and all those other countries, it means literally nothing. 
Okay. By the way, this is a separate question that is not on my list, but I realize it now. How much uh, are we going to uh, see in a temperature rise? But I guess that's related to the the increase in the the water rise. Yeah. So okay. Well, it was one thing though that was kind of interesting is you know I drink La Croix, right? Right. Okay. So I had a little malfunction in my refrigerator, and I had some. My uh, garage fridge is stuffed to the gunwales with La Croix. And some of the LaCroix cans pushed to the back and touched, like, some parts of the fridge, and they froze. Interesting thing. Just throw it out there. As the water froze, it expanded and distorted the can. So I realized as things cool, ocean level rises. Yeah. Not if it warms. Oh, I know. They, they, so they, 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 they uh, prove completely different things yeah. in the past. It, it's all it's all just, bunk. Just throwing that out there. All right, number five. Uh, first starts off with a statement. Every single sky is falling prediction of the past, including global warming predictions, has been wrong. Every single one. Including, of course, the population bomb from the 60s and 70s. Remember that scare? Yeah. All right. So why is this one now so credible Especially since that global warming itself has been global cooling, then global warming, and then climate change, and now back to global warming again. Uh, and, and please don't just say that the reason why it's real is because a bunch of scientists, quote unquote, said so. Who are these scientists? And because you, you can't articulate, just tell me a scientist said so. Uh, and it's like this, like the Simpsons. They say uh, a sci- a scientician said so, <laughs> right? But who are they? I mean, I'd be more impressed if you said. That a climatologist, 97% of climatologists has said so, but you can't even say that. So let me, you know, once you get me all the climatologists, 97% of them, I might take that more seriously. I might. was just thinking, you know, I heard it from a Scientologist. <laughs> well, that's good. That's very cute. <laughs> a pathologist, a, a, a science? Oh, Scientologist. Anyway, so they, they have their own past to deal with. Yeah, the fact and has is, any of these scientists... Well, no, it's, it's like a liar saying, uh, you know, I, I've lied to you. I know I've been caught in lying all the time. Uh, I've never panned out in anything I've ever said. But this time, I really want you to believe yeah. me. And by the way, if you don't believe me this time, then you're crazy. Right. Okay. Yeah. And also, can you find a scientist, say, other than Dr. Michael Mann of the University of Pennsylvania, who sues people in court in both America and in Canada. And England. In England. And loses to them. And in Canada, where it's really hard to lose a case like that. He's now been charged criminally with contempt of court for refusing to provide the evidence to support his side. Yeah. So can we find a scientist other than him? Yeah. I know. It's it's amazing. And then let's take a scientist like Bjorn Lomborg or a researcher or observer like him who does believe in global warming and who says, yeah, I believe in it, but the solutions I have are over here. Right. Uh, do, you, do you ever put stock in him? You know, do well, you not, ever yeah. want to go nuclear? I mean, what, he says he says uh, we don't even need to deal with it. It's far more important for us to deal with uh, human hunger and human uh, suffering uh, because climate global warming is just not going to do the things that you claim it, it will do. Right. And the other thing that he does that I think is so brilliant is he has a solution for cooling off your country. I know. He I said, w- just paint your streets and building tops white. I know. Okay, so let's move on to number six. Uh, you would agree that for all the numbers and calibrations of temperature throughout the world, because that's how they, they 
they manifest yeah. this notion of global warming, right? They have to have a lot of data points. They can't just say it in theory, uh, ostensibly. Yeah, it's but, global. Yeah, it's warming, global, right? So they have to have these yeah. temperature gauges and everything else, and people report it and so on. So, but you would agree that in order for these for this to be accurate, that every one of these people reporting this information uh, has to be doing so accurately and without bias. Yes. Right? Okay. Are you willing to say that no one among these thousands of calibrations out there uh, has no agenda, or that no one has an agenda? Yeah. Are you willing to say that? Because all you need is just a few, and then you've got the game played. That's yeah. it. And there's also an email from Michael Mann to the IPC in East Anglia University of London um, right. in 2009. It was discovered that says, we have to hide the decline in global temperatures. Exactly right. And they're the leading scientists on all this. So well, yeah, exactly right. F and then you have MIT to the U. <laughs> to the U. But the point is that they, they will say anything and do anything. You have to acknowledge, I mean, in order to believe this crap, you have to believe that the entire process is corruption-free, okay? Yeah. And and by the way, speaking about percentages, right? So, at what percent corruption uh, would you say? Okay, this is not a believable thing. Uh, in in this case, in this case, all you need it would be a 0.5 percent corruption, uh, and of course, I believe it's far more than that to invalidate this entire thing, yeah. right? It's like. I, if, if I gave you some water and I told them, oh, don't worry, Ari, it's only 10% or 1% arsenic, you'd say, uh, no thanks, right? But it's 99% regular water, filtered water, no less. Uh, no thanks, okay? Yeah, that's where we get to the 99% of scientists agree. Yeah, but you know what? Out of When you have a planet, and remember the time planetary numbers of scientists, and there are millions of scientists. Right. That means hundreds of thousands don't agree. <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> right? right. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a lot of scientists. Well, but it, but it's it's garbage because first of all, it's not ninety seven percent. When you say I know so, it's a lie anyway, but I'm using their numbers against. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know. Yeah, like we said, you know, who are these scientists? I mean, a dentist is a scientist, also, right? I mean, you can say that. Not, not to knock scient uh, dentists, but they're not climatologists. What? Are you talking about right? Ninety-nine I mean, percent of movie producers are not molesters. Ninety-nine percent of <laughs> exactly. Muslims are not terrorists. Right. Ninety-nine percent. Yeah, but these are still big problems. Right. You know. Okay. So, <laughs> so number number seven. Uh, what does the damage look like? If it's hundreds of coastal cities near the water being underwater, then how come our own government routinely lends money uh, for people to buy homes? in lowland areas like Florida without some sort of climate change premium. I put that in quotes. Why do wealthy elites, for that matter, continue to buy properties in lowland Florida, like the Obamas, yeah, right? Well, that was Martha's Vineyard, but exactly. Coastal, oh, Martha's Vineyard, coastal, sorry. Yeah. Coastal real estate. Why is coastal real estate in such high demand by the very elitists who are telling us this is a problem? Why aren't they buying mountaintop? Yeah. Future, that, that futures on coastal real estate. Yeah, no flood zones. Right? Yeah, I mean it's incredible. High ground. Yeah. So we then, then there's a final eighth question, and it's a, a very important question. What is the ideal temperature? Right for you know for right now, I mean obviously there is no such thing. It's it's a trick question, my friends, because 
the there planet has seasons. There's time of day. <laughs> well, not not just that, but there's also the fact is over the millennia and tens of millennia and hundreds of millennia and then millions of years, of course, there was an average temperature which would be very different than what it is today. And a thousand years from now, it'll be different again. And ten, even if there are no humans on the planet whatsoever. That the popula- the the Earth's atmosphere will change as it always does. It's never been static, and like the universe is not static, but they like that they, they have static thinking. So they 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 believe that there is some sort of ideal temperature. Well, what is it, by the way? I just want to know. That's the eighth question. If you are telling me that there, you know, we're guilty of uh, global warming or whatever it is, uh, participating in making it worse. What is the ideal temperature. Where are we supposed to be, my friends? And, and you know, putting aside all the other issues of uh, normal fluctuations for uh, the solar flares and um, ice ages and, and coming cycles otherwise like that, where, what is the temperature? And there's no answer to that. So I, I pose this, and, and it was, it's been cut and pasted and shared everywhere. It's awesome. Uh, because, and I'm not surprised that it has been because... These are legitimate questions. I said every single one of these, these eight questions, have to be answered in, in a meaningful way that points to man's involvement. And if you can't do that, then we should all just go home, as it were. Yeah, and they're all interlinked. So if you can't answer all eight, the, the whole thing falls apart. Right. Seven of the eight does not cut this. Right. It, it has a good to be point. all of them. Yeah. They, uh, you know, it's a contiguous thing. Each one is relying on the next. Right. It's like the uh, famous Tolstoy line in the beginning of Anna Karina, where he says, "Each happy family uh, is happy all in the same way. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own unique way." And what he meant by that is, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of obvious. That a happy family has to have, let's say, 10 different items that all have to be in place, right? Health, wealth, safety, stability. Mother and father. Yeah, Yeah, open communication, you know, lack of uh, uh, chemical dependency, you know. Yeah, sense of purpose, whatever, God, and so on. And if you take any one of those out, then boom, you have an unhappy family. Yeah. Okay, so that's the same sort of thing here. In order for the global warming movement to be proper and effective and accurate, each one of these eight things have to be answered in a way that points to man's involvement uh, as an indictment. It has to be one of the yeah. indictments. In a closed yeah. loop, yeah. Uh, it, it, beyond many, reasonable doubt from a legal standpoint. Right. Okay, like. good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, uh, that's the way I phrased it in my, in my post. And I said, you got to think of it uh, as uh, elements for a cause of action. And in, in a legal term jargon, that means... You know, you can't just go into court and say, that man defrauded my client. Yeah, you, that, you, it means you, you, we you, have a pretty good chance that no, 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 uh, you're OJ not, killed the call here. No, you're not, you're not going with what I want. Just, just no. bear with me, Ari. So in order for me to prove fraud, I have to prove it. I just can't say that guy committed fraud. I have to go through the steps. There are three steps in committing fraud and proving fraud. You have to show that there was a misrepresentation. You have to show that the client, uh, the, the, your client, the plaintiff, Reasonable, uh, relied on it and, and reasonably relied on it and, and relied on it to his detriment. And then finally, uh, that there were damages associated with it. And usually detriment and damages go hand in hand. Those are four elements that you have to prove to prove fraud. Okay? 
Likewise with that. All together. Not, not yeah, one, if, not if, the if other. any one of them is missing... It ain't fraud, then. It, 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 then yeah. your, your case collapses, okay? Right. So same thing with breach of contract. A breach of contract, if I sue somebody for breach of contract, I have to show that there was a contract in the first place. Then that there was a material breach of it, not just a breach, but a material one, and that that material breach led to damages. If you don't have all those three things, there ain't no breach of contract. Same thing with negligence, right? If I hit you with the, my car um, and I, I did so while texting, uh, you have to show that, there, that, first of all, I had a duty of care to you, which you, di you did. I mean, you have to show that I was driving the car. But if you can't establish that, then, then there's nothing that I'm be responsible for, right? And that if, if I show it's negligent and that you were not negligent yourself, then, uh, then I've breached my duty of care. And then finally, that it led to some sort of damage, okay? Those are, are the three elements for negligence. And if you take any one of those away, you ain't got no case. That's the way it is with global warming. These eight things are all, just like you said, they all have to be proved in a way that, that points toward man being responsible. Yeah, and without any fraud, without lying right. about any of them. Right. And for something that you so believe in, you should... That's so slam dunk, as you say. Why do you have to lie about any of this? Well, good point. Why, why are you? Why, why are you distorting any of these? Yeah. Why, Greta, are you coming here and yelling at America and not going to China? Why is every one of your solutions, hundred percent, always a communist solution and never a capitalist solution? That's right. Why isn't everyone ever acknowledging that the most polluted places on earth? Both then and now are communist places on Earth and dangerous places and dangerous too. places yeah. on Earth. Yeah, Chernobyl. Why is Chernobyl the most polluted place on Earth? And it's a result of a communist regime. Why is China the biggest polluter to this day? And it's a communist country. Yeah. You know why aren't you going to China and saying, for instance, you need to clean up your act. We want you to impose capitalism yeah. and be as clean as America, because America is clean, but they still have to clean up their act further. China, you need to start being capitalist. I mean, that I think would go so much further. Yeah. It, it, to someone like me, than this, I'm going to ignore China, indict America, and just impose communist solutions on everyone. And it's remarkable, isn't it, that you know you look at anywhere in the world where there's communism or even socialism, and just say, "Wow, life sucks here," and somehow think that that's the answer to the world's ills, particularly of global warming. It's it's really breathtaking. At the end of the day, I I, I wonder, Ari, about the ability of people to reason these things, and I, it dawned on me that people, as I'm going through these postings, I figure, you know what? Somebody's going to answer me, an, an articulate uh, global warming <laughs> enthusiast, right, is going to answer me, and he's going, to, he's going to go down the list of my eight questions and say, what are you talking about, Mr. Lurie? Here are the answers. Uh, we're going to be inundated by, let's say, 15 inches. Everyone acknowledges that that is enough to wipe out the following cities. All right. And it's going to happen with 20, within 20 years. Okay. Uh, and then uh, here's our percentage involvement. We are 95% involved. Uh, at, the, at the very least, and that is enough. Whatever. But nobody, I'm, and I literally mean nobody, and I even said to, ahead to people, please answer each of these questions. Don't just throw at me a link and say, here's a 75-page report that probably answers your questions. I don't need that. I, I, I mean, I, don't just, that's lazy. Answer these eight questions. Yeah, and they don't require, we're not talking about more than a paragraph or two for each. It's very simple. What date? Give me a date. 
What's right. the what's the ocean rise? This much. It's a number. Right. What what does China need to do? What's their contribution? It's a percentage. This shouldn't take a lot of typing. Right. Right. And by the way, my, and by the way, you, oh, okay, you my people Facebook should know this. You've been screaming about this long enough. You'd think they have the answer. Okay, so anyway, by the way, I'm saying yeah, let me finish my thought here. The 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 Facebook friends that I have, uh, I mean I have thousands. Okay, and they're very erudite people. I have about, I say, half of them are liberal and half of them are conservative. Uh, it's really extraordinary. And I, 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 I these people are PhDs, they're BAs, they're MAs, whatever. They're very intelligent people. Yeah, and I'm they, the they, only they, person you know who hasn't gone to college. Let's just put it that way. They're all educated. They're intelligent and they're able to express themselves. And they are very indig indignant, and righteously so, uh, righteously indignant about their position, and that you're crazy if you don't believe them. And I just said, listen, just answer these questions before you call me crazy. And then they dare to say to me, and there's that word, dare, uh, they dare to say, well, you need to prove, you're the one who started this post, you need to prove that it's not happening. And I say, whoa, 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 this whole post is a response to something called global warming, and that we're all going to die. Don't tell me. Don't pretend as if somehow I'm starting this. It's I'm, I'm starting this post, but the, this post itself is a reaction to to your agenda, and so I'm I'm putting a mirror to your your agenda and saying, prove it. Just tell me what it is. Don't tell me that I have to prove the negative that it's not happening. Come on, this is it's such it's such laziness, and I'm I'm really fascinated by the really very intelligent people. I and I know a lot of these people. And we're friends. We have lunch together, and we have you know nice articulate debates uh, in these in these arguments. But it's all about feelings. One of them actually said, "Well, all I know is that my oak tree is not uh, is not thriving very well in these past ten years, and no matter how much soil I put it in, it's it's uh, it's dying." Um, and I thought, okay, so I'm supposed to get all hysterical about global warming because of your oak tree? Which, by the way, may be dying for other reasons other than global warming. Could it be? It, it, but maybe people, it's dying because you're failing to water it since you put oh, in the zero scape. Oh, he, he, <laughs> he insisted. He, he insisted that he's watering. Okay. He's doing all the right because things. Because it's interesting. Whatever. There's an oak tree over there that isn't dying. So right, of course it's all anecdotal. <laughs> right, it's, exactly. it's, it's madness. But they're so righteous about it. Look, I have found as a lawyer that when people start screaming at you. Uh, sorry, the, the time that people scream at you at the most is the time that they have the least backup for their position. It's it's 100% correlation, all right? When somebody has a really great case, uh, they will speak very confidently and they will not raise their voice. They will not, will not use phrases like, how dare you, and you are mortgaging our future, and things like that. I, I don't mean to make fun of her accent, but she's a little kid. Uh, and and you're you're letting a tantrum make a decision for you here. Our accent is actually really funny. I mean, so I, I look. Actually, she, I, she's you know, everything about her. Okay, I don't want to talk funny. about. I don't want to talk about her. Her. She's actually she's 16 years old. She speaks English very well, uh, and her accent is actually fantastic, all things considered. So she speaks another language and she speaks it very well. Most of us Americans, most of we Americans, do not speak another language, and so we got to give her credit for that. All the same. Uh, all we're doing is is we're uh, letting her tantrum 
emotional behavior influence our decision making, and, and that we should not be doing. Look, if you've got a strong argument, you don't you do not need to lie. If you've got a strong argument, you do not need to be emotional. If you've got a strong argument, you do not need to use a lot of adjectives or a lot of swearing, and you certainly don't need to yell. Right? I mean, that's, that's it. Look, let's say I go to court, and I have a, a, a case um, of fraud against somebody else. And I think it's really airtight, and I've got all this evidence and such, and this guy you know, says, no, I didn't do anything wrong. And I said, let's just turn to page 12 of your deposition, Mr. Smith. Okay, now you said X, and you admitted that you said X, didn't you? Yes, I did. Okay, and in fact, that was not true. Well, I can't really say that. Well, let's let's turn to the evidence then. It, it's not true, is it? No, I guess not. And then, of course, your client, my client, gave you the half a million dollars to invest in that property that didn't exist. Isn't that right, Mr. Smith? Uh, yes, I guess it's true. All right. Thank you very much, Your Honor. No further questions. Okay. You see how I, I presented my case. I developed it without emotions, without swearing, without adjectives, okay? And it, it just locks it in. And a story. You mean you didn't trot out a child as your own human shield? Right. <laughs> exactly okay, right. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good <laughs> point. Know? Yeah. So that if anyone argued against you, yeah. but she's a child. You can't argue with children. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> she uh, should be in school. It's the, uh, the Saddam Hussein school of military offense. Yeah, you throw. Oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's Saddam Hussein. We're putting all, all these it. kids yeah. uh, in, front, in the front lines to soften up the yeah, enemy. Yeah, they put them at the locations yes. where the weapons were so they couldn't bomb them. Yeah. By the way, by the way that's, that's where the, the, the word infantry comes from. Infants. You know that? Infants. Ah. Isn't it interesting? It's right there, right in front of you. Yeah. In the old days, it, obviously, infantry preceded uh, Saddam Hussein. But but in the old days, that's what they would do. They put infants, you know, children, children. in in the main line in order to, to soften up the enemy uh, and waste their weaponry, whatever that might be. And then the, the adults would come in and, you know, hopefully in, in their eyes, slaughter the enemy. So there you go. What a great technique. I'm going to have more kids. <laughs> there you go. We've got a country so, invade. So our conclusion is to have more kids. Wait, that's not the takeaway, everyone. Jeez Louise. You mean we're wasting these human shields at the abortion clinics? <laughs> that is not the takeaway for this. <laughs> the title of this podcast is not Use Your Children to Defeat the Enemy. No. Okay, so, but, but the global warming enthusiasm have no problem using their children, in this case, this uh, Greta uh, Thunberg, Thunberg uh, uh, girl, to advance their cause. And they say, wow, isn't she articulated? Well, I love her passion. But look, it's all about feelings at the end of the day. This is nothing new in the leftist mindset. It never, it, it, nothing has changed. Okay, it's all about the feelings, so whether it's minimum wage, which has nothing to do with reality, it, it cannot possibly help in the economics of, of life or the wealth of, of anybody. Uh, but it feels good, and therefore let's do it. Affirmative action only uh, encourages racism, it does not alleviate racism, but it feels good, so let's do it. Uh, raising taxes uh, upon the wealthy uh, actually hurts the economy and creates less in the way of jobs, uh, but it feels good, so let's do it. And so on down the line. Yeah, places so, where you implement social, quasi-socialist policies like California suddenly have a boom in homelessness. Right. And, oh, my God, we have a homelessness crisis, <laughs> not a socialism crisis. Right. Right? But, yeah. but, but it feels good. So we do yeah. it. And uh, likewise with global warming, 
you know, we, we want to say that we got to change everything uh, because it just feels good to not emit, you know, carbon emissions. And so never mind that it would actually lead to utter destruction right. or uh, that, of our uh, civilization, yeah. but let's do it. Right. Or here I'll sort of bring it to something they say they care about. You know, uh, when like the Exxon Valdez oil spill happens, they show you all the pictures of the birds covered in oil and then the people scrubbing the bird, right? Right. And, the, and the rocks. Right. Right. But at least the bird is alive and can be scrubbed, right? right? That's true. In at the Nevada California border, they built a solar factory. Have you seen this thing for the sky? Yeah. Turns out, any bird that flies over it gets incinerated. Of course. Yeah. I mean, oh my God! Yeah, and and yeah. by the way, you can't scrub the incineration off of Little Tweety there, <laughs> right? Well, not only that, but just buildings alone, uh, you know, kill billions <laughs> of, of birds every year. I mean, it's, it, they, they can cry, but anyway, I, th- I thought you were going to say something about the, the, the cleaning up the rocks, right? So they yeah. clean these rocks, and, and of course, the oil just goes right back into the water, yeah. and the water just kind of flushes <laughs> yes. back with the higher tide back on the rocks. I mean, it's, yeah, more rocks. It's, it's like Sisyphus and the rock, as it were. He just, he's doomed to this, this hellish uh, existence uh, of rolling the boulder back up the hill and then repeating the cycle. What a weird dynamic that they have, this global warming group. Yeah, but it is, it is all about the feelings at the end of the day. And, and the proof of that, Ari, is that nobody was willing in this. And, and there are, you know, I wouldn't say thousands of comments, but there are hundreds of comments at this point. It's been shared uh, and copied and pasted over and over again. And not one person, not one, has actually answered the eight questions. And these are not hard questions. No, they're right? short. They're, they're short. short. I mean, I, I just raised them all. And I, I want to know answers to these questions. Before you want me to be on the global warming crazy train, I, and I'm happy to join it. I really am. I, I'm, I'm a man of science. I'm a man of logic. You just need to answer these questions. Yeah, it's simple. It's kind of like asking the, the Nazi regime. Um, have you seen a Jew with horns? And if so, can I see a picture? Have you seen the matzah being made with blood? And can I have the recipe? <laughs> right, right. I mean, come on. Right. This shouldn't be hard to find. Right. It's not now, so hard. I, I thought of something really interesting. I'm sitting watching TV yesterday, and um, a uh, they have a great new commercial for eBay. They show a couple guys in a store giggling. And then it shows, you know, never pay, play full price again, here's eBay. The idea being, these guys bought the thing on eBay for half the price that they're seeing it in whatever store. Years ago, I heard that the people who founded eBay wanted to create an experiment on pure capitalism and see if it works. Well, I was thinking to myself, if socialism is so great, yeah, you know where this is going. When's someone going to create the socialist version of eBay... And let's see how well that works. What do you do? Go to a store and cry because you're forced to pay for something with price and wage controls? Right? Oh, no, I understand. <laughs> you know, I, I, I understand. But, but, but relate this back to the global warming thing. Well, because they keep arguing over and over again about the glory of socialism, how well socialism works, how well socialism is fair. But no one is creating a socialist version of eBay to prove it to us. Yes, that's true. Do you they, understand? They, they, want, they want all the benefits of capitalism. And they just—they don't want to deal with its burdens. Not that there are too many, too many burdens, by the way. Uh, they, they, but they just—they don't even realize that their their entire existence uh, is thanks to uh, the, the joys of capitalism. They have no clue about that. And and this is where I want to leave it. In fact, so it's good that we're talking about this. 
where I want to leave it is this, that let's imagine uh, this great halcyon moment where we've all had a kumbaya moment. You and I have been finally, uh, I won't even say brainwashed, we finally come to our senses and understood the magnitude of this global warming problem and that man is indeed 99.99 responsible. No, 100% 100% responsible for this uh, global warming thing. And we feel bad about it, and you know, in the same way that you came to Trump and you became to appreciate him. Yeah. Well, now we can't. We come to appreciate you and I together, uh, in the in the, the reality of global warming and how we're all doomed if we don't do something about it right now. And the whole country and the whole world is all behind it. We all galvanize, and we all decide we got to do something about this. And we all agree. Not only that, but we all agree on how to stop it, including China and India and all the developing countries. Uh, so now we don't have refrigerators. We don't have cars. Air conditioning. Uh, air conditioning. We, we try not to breathe very much. Uh, we're you know, eating bugs. Yeah, we're, we eat only bugs and vegetables. That's the only uh, meat we right. get is exactly. bugs. Everything is yeah. locally grown or everything's organic. We don't fly airplanes anymore. All those things, okay? And, in fact, we don't use electricity. And we all share one bathroom. We all share one bathroom. We all, uh, in fact, and we all live in caves, okay? And we, we live by candle. Oh, we, I guess we can't do candlelight either. Uh, we just... Don't you know, use light if it's We not, don't use light. No, there you yeah. go. And, and just, you know, live by the cycles of the night and the day. And, and that's how we, we live our lives. Uh, I, I would just like, I love that moment to happen where I hear my lefty friends who have been behind this the entire time saying to each other, you know what? This sucks. Yeah. I kind of like that. Can we go back to the capitalism thing? I, I want to rethink this. Yeah, can I get some air conditioning here? I think I'm getting bitten by mosquitoes. Yeah, that's right. No air conditioning either. So, uh, and no inoculations and all the things that are necessary for our, our lives' existence and, and, the, and, and our plentiful lives. That's what I'd like to see. That'd be a very fun moment. Like, God, this bites. I just don't want it. Uh, it's, it's like the movie um, Madagascar, right? Where the penguins are, you know, their whole goal to escape from the zoo is to go to Antarctica, finally to be home again, right? So, and it's led by that, I forget the name of that main character, but he's very funny. And they finally get to Antarctica, having hijacked a ship and everything else. And they get there, you see this weather blowing, it's really cold, it's just ice biting. And one says to the other, you know what? This sucks. (laughs) And then he says, let's go back. And that's what it is. This sucks. You don't want this world. My friends, think about it. The global warming, uh, you know, what do you call it? Not just the hysteria, the oaks. No, you said something else that was very good. But anyway, it was the point is that it, it was uh, the alarmism, the extremism, whatever it was. The, the point is that you may not want the result that you claim to want. That's it. And I invite you to answer these eight questions. And if you can't answer them, then join us in fighting the nonsense and really focusing on the glories of capitalism and understand that capitalism, for all its weaknesses and imperfections, is a fantastic system in order to advance the cause of human civilization and even the safety of human civilization. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. 